0: This is the Washington State Indivisible podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. Free and fair elections are the bedrock of our democracy, and as they continue to be under threat, we know that keeping our elections secure is a top priority for election officials here in Washington State. Thurston County Auditor Mary Hall has a presentation on this subject, and she'll be giving it on Tuesday, June 21st at 7 p.m. in conjunction with Olympia Indivisible, and it'll also be streamed live, and she is here to give us a preview. Auditor Mary Hall, it is such a pleasure. Welcome. How are you?
1: I'm terrific. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, I'm very excited to have you for a number of reasons, not least of which is certainly all of these election issues are very top of mind right now. But also, I think this is a good opportunity for people to kind of get to know what our auditors do. I I think a lot of people may not really be familiar. So let's maybe start Mm -hmm. there. How does a county auditor work to keep elections secure?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um in a variety of manners and you have to keep in mind it all starts with state law in Washington administrative code because those really are policies and procedures and we are very fortunate in Washington state to in my opinion have the very best laws in the country because we work very collaboratively with our legislators and we don't like we don't we like very clear lines We don't like things to be blurry at all. So that's really where it all starts. But we have so many checks and balances in the system. uh, And I really encourage anybody who has never visited a ballot processing center or election center to do so because you'd just be amazed. First, there's very limited access to our equipment. Um, We even go further and the, the computers that are like in the open because we all work in these big warehouse spaces because we want total transparency. We use USB blockers. So nobody could come in and put a thumb drive in there. We have cameras that record the processes. We have alarms. We use tamper evidence seals and logs. So we can always determine the chain of custody and who had the ballots. And it's, it's a very well-run system. And um, we also As I mentioned, work with our legislators, but we've recently um, got a bill passed that ensures that sensitive information like our assessments from the Department of Homeland Security are not subject to public disclosure. We have a two-person rule where there's never a single person with ballots and and i could really go on and sure on.
0: sure well yeah i mean i, I think most people uh, watching listening feel very very fortunate as you say to live here in this state and i i do believe that we have one of the best election infrastructures uh, in the nation I, i'm also wondering in terms of your role how it is different from say the role of the secretary of state how does it differ
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people have a real misconception of what the Secretary of State really does, because 39 counties across the state conduct the elections. The Secretary of State does not conduct the elections. In fact, they have very little to do with the elections. Their role is really to certify the results. They also certify all the voting equipment. It has to be certified in the state before any county um, can use that equipment. They review all of our processes and procedures to make sure that we are complying with state and federal law. So they go around to all 39 counties. Uh, And that's what keeps us very uniform across the state. Um, And then, of course, they're the training arm for elections in Washington state. But what they don't do is conduct elections. Uh, It's really the 39-county auditors. But we have a very good working relationship And unlike other states, the secretary of state is not over county auditors. It's more of an equal relationship, so to speak.
0: Well, thank you and for the... Pr- very
1: good report. Yeah,
0: well, good. And I think that's obviously a very, very important thing to have. And I appreciate the primer because even going into this interview, I confess uh, that I was one of the people who didn't really understand the distinction between what the Secretary of State does and, and say what the auditors do. So I appreciate that very much. I want to talk a little bit about your presentation uh, that you're going to be doing with Olympia Indivisible. It touches on a number of things. Uh, and one of the things that I would like to discuss with you a little bit is, is the, the role of Ms. Information in election security. This sort of thing is becoming a very common tactic, as we know, to undermine our elections. What are are some instances that you personally have dealt with as as Thurston auditor?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, One comes to mind. We actually got Facebook to take this down, but um, there was an auditor in a neighboring county that had gone up to Pierce County and picked up one of their surplus ballot drop boxes, looked exactly like ours, had the the lettering on the side and he stopped at uh, Capitol Mall uh, to do a little shopping. So he has this big truck with this ballot box strapped in the back of his bed. And uh, somebody took a picture and it ended up on Facebook that somebody had stolen our, our ballot drop box because it was pretty close to the election. And it started to take off Fortunately, um, staff saw it very early on and reached out to Facebook. We have a direct connection to Facebook. Um, But it was going wild on this um, Olympia Facebook page. Not a nice name, but it's something like Olympia looks like crap or something like that. (laughs) And we were able to get Facebook to take it down quickly and also... Uh, it disappeared from any page that had shared that information. That is
0: remarkable. You mentioned that you have a connection, direct connection to Facebook. Is that common with auditors to have that kind of relationship?
1: It is. You know, following the 2016 election and the 2018 election, they realized that we needed to be able to contact them when we found blatant lies about elections on their platform. So they stood up a government um, communication department. So we do have contacts with regional representatives who strictly focus on this type of thing. Well,
0: it makes me optimistic uh, to hear you say that because we we know what a real problem Facebook continues to be in amplifying misinformation. And case in point, uh, Republican allegations of voter fraud. And by that, I mean uh people voting multiple times, dead people voting, et cetera. I'll just ask you from your vantage, how real of a problem is this?
1: It's not. I mean, voter fraud in this country is de minimis, but the way the media talks about it, you know, it's, we did not find any significant voter fraud. What they need to say, they need to change the way they phrase that. There is none to a tiny bit of fraud in this country. And It's usually accidental. You know, a a husband whose wife just died, they knew how that person would vote. Um, So they wanted to have that person exercise their right to vote. Or in some instances, a person voted their ballot before election and then they died before the election. That's considered a valid ballot. But there's more campaign fraud than voter fraud. And I think you need to really understand the difference.
0: Can you just lay that out for people?
1: Sure. There was an instance in North Carolina where the campaign was actually going door to door and um, trying to you know, tell the people that they would take their ballot and take it in for them. And then they modified the votes. And this uh, person was caught. I believe it was a congressional race. Um, they were prosecuted. And I actually sat on a panel as we were talking about vote by mail security with the person, um, the attorney general who prosecuted that case. So that was campaign fraud. And you've seen that not often, but from time to time. But it's not voter fraud and it's not fraud in any election office. So there's a real misconception there.
0: Just looping back to to voter fraud, then uh, there was a story that was in The Seattle Times about something called the Washington Voter Integrity Project, uh, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. What should people know about them?
1: This is a nationwide group and um, there are splinter groups in all the states. And what this group is doing, uh, they're claiming that, well, all of the recounts prove the results of the 2020 election. So the, there must be, you know, fraud in the voter rolls. So that's their claim. So what they're doing is going door to door with these pared down lists. I'm not sure how they're running their queries, but um, and they're asking actually people who live there, how long they've lived there, when they move there. Um, do these people live at this address? Um, and they're claiming that there's you know, a tremendous amount of irregularity in our voter files, which is nothing further from the truth. I was the second county to be canvassed and they gave us um, an Excel spreadsheet with about 2000 records. And um, we verified every single one of them. And like 25% of them were military and overseas voters that have every right to be registered at their last address. And many of those people actually rent out their homes. They own them. But somebody else is renting it because, um, I mean, they're military voters. They claim this is a home record, but they're living somewhere else. The other largest group were actually inactive voters. These are voters that never received a ballot in the 2020 election. And the reason they're inactive is because we mailed something and it was undeliverable. Um, The next group, there are some simply people who have changed their address. So we did not find one anomaly when we looked through our voter file.
0: So it seems to me that groups like this are trying to sow doubt in our elections. And and it's my understanding that uh, as auditor, you interface with other counties here in the state, as well as with federal partners. I'll just ask you, are you and other officials concerned about this year's midterm election and and about 2024, given everything that is being done to try to undermine our elections?
1: I think our mission is we really need to tell our story and rebuild trust in election. Because what people need to understand is that the 2020 election was the most successful election that this country has ever seen. I mean, think about it from this perspective. We're going up against, we're in a presidential election in the middle of a pandemic. And we had to pivot in a major way. And Mm -hmm. it was an incredibly successful election. Even the recounts they did in Pennsylvania, in Arizona, they all came out accurately. And people need to not Listen to the rhetoric that's out there and allow us to tell our story. And that's one of the reasons that I am out talking to groups like Indivisible, because we need to share our story and really tell the story of how secure elections really are. All of the processes that uh, we put into place and the steps we take to ensure that every vote is going to count. And most people don't realize that we have to reconcile every election and we reconcile to zero Every ballot that's in less every ballot that's that's challenged equals the number of ballots that were counted. So there's a tremendous amount of checks and balances and things that happen behind the scenes. And I think we just need to portray to the public um, to help rebuild that confidence.
0: Well, I think you will likely find some ambassadors with your upcoming presentation with Olympia Indivisible. As I say, it is Tuesday, June 21st at 7 p.m., and we will have information on how to register in the show notes. Auditor Mary Hall, I really thank you so much for all the work that you do and also for coming on the show today.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you.
0: And that'll do it for this week. If you would like to see a video of this or any of our programming, head to facebook.com slash indivisiblepodcast. The website for the show is indivisiblepodcast.org and the email address is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at indivisiblepod. The executive producer of the show is Kat Pipkin and thanks as always to Lori Caldwell. My thanks as well to you for listening. I'm Stephen Cox. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.